Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. How many are having fun today? Yes. Having fun today, right? That's what you should do when you're in the body of Christ. So for all of you that are single, you can't wait to get married, and I don't blame you. For all of you that are married and missed last night, let me just tell you real quick, you don't want to miss again. We're going to start a new ministry outreach in this church, and it's called the Sock Ministry. And if you need more information about it, I want to encourage you to go see Lavelle. He has all the information that you need about the sock ministry. How many believe in the sock ministry? I didn't think you were there yet. But by faith, I believe that you'll get where he is. All right? So if you would like to make a donation to the sock ministry, come to the altar this morning. All right? You were not there last night. You missed a great, great, great time. In order to have something, you've got to give up something. So this morning, I am doing something that Jeff Davis would be thrilled with. I'm preaching without socks today. The rest of the story I'll tell later. We're going to start a series this morning. On signs of a promiscuous church. I have never ever preached. Ever preached out of the book of Hosea. That's almost 40 years of ministry. I've never ever read. And studied out of that book. I've read in the book. But I've not read to produce. Out of that either a Bible study. A personal journal time. Or messages for the body of Christ. If you will stay cognizant to the presence of the Lord, you know that God has been speaking to our hearts for four Sundays about living up where we belong. But there's a way to come down from where God wants you to be. And that's by being promiscuous. Now, that word is going to register in your mind a little bit different in a few moments than where it is right now. Because you're thinking on one level, but God sees all levels. Amen? So this morning when I begin to bring this message forward, I need about 20 to 25 minutes of this particular message, and then we'll come back from Sunday to Sunday. When you hear this morning's message, and if you'll be here Wednesday night, you know that God is taking us to the potter's house. Wednesday night we're going to do the second part of Fall Fresh on Me. God will melt you, but then God begins to mold you. The molding process is Wednesday night. I want you to connect with me for a moment, please. Those who are promiscuous refuse to be melted. Those who are promiscuous refuse to be molded, and they don't stay up long where they're supposed to be. Is everybody connecting the dots this morning? So we're coming out of a series on up where we belong. On Wednesday nights, we're looking at 
God's Spirit falling fresh on us. Wednesday night, we'll look at the molding process. How many have ever been to the potter's house spiritually? <clears throat> I hope you have. If you haven't, you're going to be there in, in short order. Because all of us go to the potter's house. But then this morning, we'll start this, and I don't know how many Sundays it will go. I'm only going to ask for about 25 minutes this morning once we get into God's Word. <coughs> And I thank the Lord for divine healing, yes? yes? And you should be speaking God's word over your body every day. And listen closely. If you're not doing it now, when you get up into where we are age-wise, it will be much more difficult. And your body will react, counter-react to God's word. Why? Because you weren't putting it in. Right. It's real hard to run the spread offense if you've never practiced it. It's hard to intercept a pass if you've always played offense. So I want you to start early and start putting God's word in so that when things begin to buffet you, you have a reservoir. One time I lived in a community where there were reservoirs and people depended upon those reservoirs. But if you have a reservoir and your body is being buffeted by darkness and by the realm of the natural, you can actually supersede that with the word that's inside. Let me explain it to you this way. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. All sins aren't outside. Sometimes they're inside. When we are not declaring God's word over our bodies, then the natural realm takes over and corruption sets in. All that I'm saying right here before we get into the message this morning is that you need to counter the attacks with God's word. By his stripes, I am healed. That's God's word. That is God's word. If you're confident that you have a reservation in heaven because of God's word, have that same confidence in declaring that by his stripes, I am healed. Confidently, you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am confident of this one thing, that he who has begun a good work in me, he will complete it. Okay? Then you can continue to say things like this, young people. Greater is he that is in me than he that is at Chiefman High School, or Dixie County High School, or Old Town, or Fanning Springs Realm, or over into Trenton, wherever you are. You can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So it's important that you personally are depositing into the inner core of your life God's word. Look for the promises of the cross. You sang about it this morning. So here are some nuggets before we get into God's word. And by the way, once I start, all that I need this morning is about 20 to 25 minutes. And we're going to look at why individuals who actually were there have now been brought back down. Hello? Christians who used to live up where they belong, but now they're back down with all the pigeons when God said you were an eagle. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Man, the Spirit of the Lord is really strong in here. Wow. Like, let me explain to you this way. Last Sunday, the butterflies were on the inside. Now it's kind of like on the outside, and it's like there's part of me that's almost like shaking because of the presence of the Lord. Man, you know what? That sounds a little bit weird. Well, Perry Noble said, dangerous is the church 
who accepts the realm of the natural and bypasses the realm of the supernatural. The church is supernatural. The body of Christ is supernatural. And someday there may be a rapture in our lifetime, and then you'll really know it was supernatural. Because in a moment's notice, you and I could be gone. The Bible says in a twinkling of an eye. So go ahead and do that and see how quick the rapture will take place. So if there's anybody here this morning that are, that's thinking, you know, I'm going to eventually get this thing all together, which that's not true, because we don't, and we can't within ourselves, you may not have that moment, because it could happen that quick. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, would be a verse that all of us should be memorizing and using when the enemy attacks and assaults us. And it says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So God's for you, not against you this morning. God wants you to prosper in every area of your life. Plans to give you a hope and a future. The message has not started yet. I opened up my eyes this morning in the house. They were already open. I'm talking about the spiritual eyes from the inside. And the Spirit of the Lord said... The platform's too small for the praise and worship team that's coming. See, God is bigger than all of us, but our plans are so small. And so all that he was asking was this, will you agree with me? And I said yes. So this is not going to be big enough when God begins to put together everything that we are fasting. This is a day of prayer and fasting. And praying for, God's going to deliver. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I've been around powerful people. I've been around mighty people. And they have no candle to hold against the spirit of the Lord. When the spirit of the Lord begins to move on your behalf, you will never lose. You need to ask him every day. Turn me into the winner that you have made me to be. So then here are some nuggets for this house this morning. Expectations will always produce evidence. It's nice to have expectations, but you've got to have evidence that validates your expectation. Next, these are just quick nuggets before we get into God's Word. True love always pursues. When you stop pursuing God, God doesn't stop pursuing you. If you're in a relationship where each person's saying, I love you, but you don't see both individuals pursuing each other, question that. Or delete what I just gave to you. True love always pursues. That's true love. Young people, you think about that. You think about that because it's such a frivolous term that we use on our campuses. Oh, I love you. But you never see that person coming through for you. You never see that person pursuing you. You see you pursuing them, but they're not pursuing you. Come on now. Straighten up in here and start thinking. Straighten up in here and start thinking. True love always pursues. Husbands, wives, that's what marriage is all about. We pursue each other. Well, I will if she will. Or she says, I will if he does. No, no, you start, and if it's activated in the other person, they're going to respond, and then they're going to start. This is not the message this morning. Pray often in the Spirit. 
God wants us not to only pray with our earthly language, but there's a heavenly language. I hope I just kind of gave a little wet moment to your appetite. The Word will cleanse us, therefore get into the Word. It's really good to hear God's Word preached, but for you to stay clean, you've got to do the same thing that I'm doing, get into God's Word. The spirit of discernment will show you what's on the inside. Because see, most people live from the outside. But God wants you to dwell in the heavenlies so that he can show you what's going on from the inside. The Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. God wants to raise up leaders who do that. Next. In times of trouble, simply say, nevertheless, God. By the way, I'm hoping that somebody's writing some things down. There's no way that I could capture the things that God sends into my spirit like, I'll get it later. Man, when the teacher's teaching, you, you better be the student and grab what God says, that one's for you. Next, God enjoys releasing not to one but to all. So he's not just for you, he is for all of us. He's not a singular God, he's a plural God. He loves everyone. Hmm. Your needs will be met this week. Somebody is in here this morning needing to hear confirmation. There's your word. Your needs will be met this week. What you are looking for is found in who you're looking at. Where are your eyes, inside or out? Whew, Spirit of the Lord is so strong up on this platform right now. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Years ago, there was a man by the name of Warren Drake who used to sing about spiritual eyesight, double vision, being able to see 20-20 vision. That wasn't just in the natural, that's also in the spiritual. God will chart the course Our responsibility is to stay, stay the course. You know why many people don't stay the course? Because they charted their own. And so they left that lane and went over into this lane. Now they're over here. Now they're over on that highway. Now they're into this relationship. We're about to pick up momentum and get right into Hosea. God will chart the course. You stay the course. God redeemed you. God redeemed me. Therefore, he has the right of way and the privilege to chart our lives. Let him do so. Last two. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stop moving and steady your steps in him. And the last one came while someone was up here just a few moments ago. See, rather than let this be a moment of where, well, I was in church today. We should come in going, whoa, I had church today. Whoa, the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. Whoa, I've got some information. This is the last one. Double portion is available in the kingdom. And that's actually out of the old covenant because the man of God desired to have a double portion. And the way to live in that realm is stop being promiscuous. And I want to clarify as now we go to God's word. 
and I need about 20 to 25 minutes of God's Word. And we're going to look at some signs of a promiscuous church. Father, in Jesus' name this morning, I definitely need your anointing because I've never been in this book before. I've never studied this book before. And I've never spoken from this book before. But there must be something on your heart that you're concerned about for the nation, for the body of Christ in America. I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Over these next few moments, breathe upon us, Holy Spirit, and break everything that is promiscuous in our lives. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. So when we think of the word promiscuous, I'd like for you to think outside that one realm that you're thinking of. It's the ability to mingle and to associate without discrimination. It's a dangerous thing in the day in which we're living. Put your thinking caps on now for the next 20 minutes. It's a dangerous thing to mingle and to associate without discrimination. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going to do this. It really doesn't matter. Oh, well, whatever. Another one. Being casual, irregular, and haphazard. There are many in the kingdom that are casual about the kingdom. They are irregular in everything that they do. My goodness, if you had a doctor's report this morning that said that you had an irregular heartbeat, you would be concerned about that. But we don't seem to be too concerned about an irregular walk with God. And then just haphazard living. Whatever, case sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. Let me give to you an example of what I'm talking about. You know that the strength of this nation is the church. The strength of this nation is the body of Christ. Now, I just went from singular to plural. The church, we're a part of that. The body of Christ, that includes everybody who has come to Christ. In 1952... It was Harry Truman who declared a day of prayer in this nation. In 1988, it was Ronald Reagan who made it a national day of prayer for this nation. In 2007, our current president stood up and said, this is no longer a Christian nation. In 2009, that same gentleman canceled the National Day of Prayer. If this nation has become promiscuous, it's because the church leads the way. Let me give you some warning signs this morning as we get ready for the book of Hosea. But let me also say to you, long before any of those men became president of the United States, I did say men, God actually foreordained the calling on my life before my arrival. And so to this nation, I want to declare that the day of being a Christian nation is not over. And I declare that we are a nation that prays. And we will seek the face of God. And it doesn't matter what happens in Washington. It doesn't happen what happens in New York. It doesn't matter what happens in Los Angeles. We are a people that will seek the face of our God. And our nation will not give way to anything else. We are people set apart, called by God. We are a Christian nation. 
Well, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, the day is coming when you almost will have to ask people, could you sit back down so I could keep preaching in my time frame? I'm not asking you to sit down yet this morning. You could have continued to just, because listen, the prophetic is greater than the presidency. Listen to me now. The prophetic is greater than the presidency. Oh, guard yourself closely around men and women who walk in the prophetic because God's hand is upon their lives. I'm going to declare again this morning, we are a nation under God and we will remain a Christian nation and whosoever will may come in Jesus' name. From the book of Hosea, we can learn the following things. Now remember, I've had to do some work this week because I've never been in the book of Hosea before. I don't know why I've never preached. And it's kind of daunting to realize almost 40 years of ministry and I've never spoken out of the book of Hosea. From the book of Hosea, we're going to begin learning these following principles. Hosea, the prophet, was a picture of God towards Israel. Secondly, we're going to learn that Hosea the prophet was a picture of Christ in the church. And Hosea also represented as a prophet a picture of a man and a woman in marriage. So you see the tripod. I'm asking that you will continue to think with me. We're inside 20 minutes this morning. The reason many Christians are not up where they belong is because they continue to look back down the slide. And the things that they used to gravitate towards still pull them. So I want you to think with me. And I was thanking the Lord, young people. Thank you, God. You never called me in the day of Hosea. Because knowing the kind of nature I used to have and what a rebel I used to be. I could have been born in the South. That's how strong my rebellious nature was. If God would have said to me what he said to Hosea, I would have disobeyed him. God said to Hosea, I want you to go marry this prostitute. You got to be kidding me. It might be good for one night, but I don't need that in my house. Every night. I understand running to the red light district, God. And I understand putting down what you need to put down to get what doesn't last very long. So that's called double jeopardy. Not only did you lose... Your financial blessing, now you just released your virginity. And who knows what may capture you and your body because the word doesn't cover your body when you're walking out where you should walk. And so Hosea, we're in Hosea chapter 1 right now. The Lord began to speak to Hosea. And the Lord said to him, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer. I said to the Lord as he began to script this this past week, I said, this is going to be a difficult message for me to deliver. And there was absolutely no response. See, we like it as ministers of the gospel, men or women, when we get to throw out the good nuggets that causes all of us to become excited. But we don't know what to do when God begins to say, but there's something going on in the land that the church is oblivious to. And we're looking the other way toward in the world because we're doing the same thing in the church. 
promiscuous living is a lot more than sexual gratification. Please delete if you're thinking only about that, let's move out of the red light district and let's start thinking about how we just have an attitude of whatever is okay. It doesn't really matter. I can mingle with whoever I want to mingle. And yesterday I was at Lancaster and I got to meet two new individuals I'll be working with I've never met before. One was from Port-au-Prince, so we connected right away. That would be Haiti. I'm asking for 18 more minutes Ladies and gentlemen, I heard a mighty man of God say just this past week that one of the things that we're not doing in the church anymore, we're not thinking. And the enemy loves it. Adolf Hitler believed in that, that he could be able to change a society and the world when people stopped thinking. I'm concerned about Christians that don't think. Oh, Spirit of the Lord, he is so strong on this platform. And so as I met these two individuals, I'm talking about mingling right now. I'm talking about association. One individual who had cleaned up his life happened to be hanging out with an individual who decided to go to Walmart and to steal. The only problem was that the individual who really didn't do any of the shoplifting also was seen on camera. Today, he's at Lancaster. Why? By association. Because he had been on probation and he had not honored his probation, he also was picked up. I am saying we become promiscuous when we go, Mom, Dad, it doesn't matter. Dude, I just hang out with whoever I want to hang out with. You don't know what's going on at the school. Man, we're cool. Man, we're just having a great time. And then the other young man from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, who was shipped back and forth and who's now back in the States, he said, you know what? He said, Mr. Weber, I'm here right now because I was hanging out with older people. And he said, when he went down, I went down because we got into all kinds of stuff. And I'm not going to tell you the kind of stuff they got into. But he was being led by an older person. I want to encourage parents here this morning. Keep an eye on your children. Make sure they're hanging out with the proper age group. And don't just look the other way. Oh, that's okay. They're only in seventh grade. They can go hang out with... Yeah, that's all. That's cool. I had one of my students the other day speak to me about... They were wanting to talk to kids at the elementary level. Because we do that early in the morning when they're all together. And I said, man, you're not in elementary school. Hang out with middle school kids. And then, of course, you know at times middle school students want to hang out with high school students. And ladies, do I need to talk about that this morning? What do you think would be on the minds of high school boys and you're a middle school girl? What, 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 what? I'm not stuttering. So we're now in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2, we're inside 15 minutes because God is laying the foundation and he's telling us that when we're promiscuous, it will always breed unfaithfulness. Promiscuous Christians are unfaithful. Well, I think I'm going to go check this out. Well, I think I'll go over here and check that out. Well, you know what? I don't know, but maybe I'll go to the one marriage conference, but I've pretty much already signed, sealed, and delivered that it's over, but I'm going to go have some fun on the weekend. I I don't know. I'm just going to throw everything to the wind. It doesn't really matter. It does matter. It does matter. 
And what you need to understand is what you're doing today is going to affect next week, next month, next year. Guard your heart against being promiscuous because promiscuous people are unfaithful people. Well, I've heard some things about Forward Church. I think I'll go check it out. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me when I heard that one time. He said, those who check it out, check out. Let me explain to you this way. When God called Robin and I from North Carolina to Florida, when God called, I didn't say to him, well, okay, I'll go check it out. Once he, he verified, notified that that's what he wanted us to do, that we were going to move, there was no, well, let me go check this out. Let me think about this. Let's see, it's an agricultural community. I'm not really that big into agriculture. You know what? No, no, thank you, God. In 1991, when Robin said, you know, I don't think our days are finished here, um, we definitely had some conversation. And she made it very clear that the Lord still wanted us to remain right here. When you walk with God, He puts the options on the table. You don't. What are, you, what are you saying? Okay, let me break it down to you this way. There are some people who have walked through this ministry al- already that God never said leave the garden. Yeah. They just got up and left. Yeah. What do you think that's a sign of? I want to make sure you understand what the man of God is saying. They're promiscuous. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not sexually, just by lifestyle. Well, that didn't set well with me today. Didn't like the worship. Didn't care for the way the tithes and the offerings were. And I certainly don't care for the preaching and the way he delivers. I'm out of here. Promiscuous is your name. Let the Spirit of the Lord reign in this house. I'm inside 12 minutes. But what did Hosea do when the Lord spoke? Hosea answered. And he took her in. But listen closely, what God was trying to show Israel was that what Hosea was going through is exactly what God was going through. But he wanted to step it up a further dimension, and he shows through this book that what Hosea was going through, Jesus, remember last Sunday, the model and the bloody mess and the carcass that was left on the cross? And the Bible says he gave up his spirit. Jesus never lost control on on the cross. The Bible says he gave up his spirit. But there was a carcass that was left. It was a bleeding, bloody lamb. Slain before the foundations of of the world. Why? To rescue us from all of our mingling. To rescue us from all of our associations. Come on church. Can somebody in here begin to praise God. To rescue us from all of the disorder that we had in our lives. Jesus, that man, that lamb of God, that mangled corpse there at the cross. Jesus said, I associate and I will change their lives. And I will bring them out of darkness and put them into the camp of light so they can live where they're called to live up in heavenly places. And I believe that Hosea was given that picture to where he would be able to escort and continue to escort a wife that just wasn't his wife, but it was a picture of how Israel was. Let's go inside eight minutes. If you have your Bibles this morning, 
I'd like for you to listen to Hosea chapter 10 and verse 2. We're going to be moving around for a couple of moments about what it means to be unfaithful. Listen closely. Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found guilty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. A divided heart is the result of mixed associations. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. A divided heart is a picture, listen, of being together without order. Let me explain it to you this way. The place was Finley, Ohio. The place Finley, Ohio should ring a bell if you're a sports fan because Ben Roethlisberger came out of Finley, Ohio. Aaron Kraft, who played at Ohio State, he was from Finley, Ohio. Many, many years ago, I remember that night so well as if I can see it right now. I'm talking about mingling and associating with no order in your life. Pastor, where are you? We're inside six minutes. When I look at most of our young people on our campuses, their lives are out of order. Why? Because promiscuous living has been acceptable. And then somebody announces from the White House, this is no longer a Christian nation. Prayer now has been canceled, but we're going to bring it in for all Muslims, but Christians will not pray. What? What? Who are you? I stand as a man of God, called before the foundations of the world to remind us of our heritage, to remind us that you were bought with a price and that the blood of Jesus Christ is upon you and we will not surrender to this nation. We belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Give him praise in this place. And so many years ago, the individual that I was with, we hooked up with another couple. Always guard yourself who you hook up with. When you hook up with people, you better make sure they have the same hookup you've got. Let me explain it to you this way. For those of you who have had some plumbing problems, you can't just have any fitting to repair an issue of plumbing in your home. Come on, church. But it didn't really matter at that time because I was a man of the flesh. And when you're a man of the flesh, it really doesn't matter. You just kind of hang out and whore around with whoever. That, doesn't, that wasn't sexual. I'm just talking about what the world has to offer. I'm going to go here, and I'm not at Disney World. and I'm, I, That was nice, but now I'm going to run over here, and i got to get this, and ooh, look at that right there. And So we went to this place. Back in the day, it was called nightclubs. When I walked in there, And I wasn't even really walking with God, not even close. I was so frustrated. I was so agitated. It was like, what am I doing in this place? Why am I here? Man, there's people hitting on people. I don't mean fists. Man, there's all kinds of things being said, innuendos, and stuff's going on. And I turned to the individual and I said, you know what? I can't stay here. I was about 25 miles away from home and I started walking back down Highway 224 in the night by myself. Even though I wasn't walking with God, I knew that I was out of bounds. And you can't play when you're out of bounds. I've got three minutes. See, you all didn't get that right there because I was a basketball coach and I used to go crazy when I saw kids on the sideline and seeing how close they could get to the sideline and put their foot on the sideline. Get your foot off the sideline. Get out of bounds and get back into the playing field and make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. 
Last verse for this morning. Matthew chapter 25. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. How many know that there's always a split in the kingdom? The number may have been ten, but when Jesus showed up, it came five. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. I release oil over the White House. I release oil over every state government in this nation. I release oil from New York to San Francisco. I release oil all the way from up in the north to the deepest level of Texas. I release the oil of the Holy Ghost. Shekinah glory, come down and change this country. Now, why did you do that? Because I don't want God to mark me in the number of ten as being one of the five that's foolish. When I know that oil is available, I'm going to release oil. Let's close from this passage of Scripture. Foolishness produces unfaithfulness. Foolishness produces unfaithfulness. The Bible says that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction will drive it far from them. Had a student come up to me the other day. He had three days of ISS. And he said, Mr. Weber, can I trade? I said, darn straight. What you want to trade? He said, I'll trade my last two days of ISS for two swats. I said, you're crazy and so am I. I said, if your mother will sign the waiver, come on. We called mom and she said, that sounds like a great deal. She said, when are you going to do it? I said, soon as I hang up. And this young man stood right up because foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But proper discipline can correct that. So I turned to him and I said, sign right here. You don't have to put it in blood. Just sign right there. He signed up and I said, you understand what you're about to receive. Yes, sir. I said, would you like to have one for over the top? No, sir. And I said, no, sir. I said, here's what I need for you to do. Put your hands on that desk, and I want you to look up at that banner. It says, Ohio State Buckeyes, stop cussing. I said, don't cuss. I don't want to hear you cuss, or I'm going to add one. I was trying to get him to kind of relax. And I told him, I said, it's been just a little while, but I think I can still swing the bat. And I turned to the person who was there with me. I'm talking about, what are we doing about being promiscuous? How much more are we going to tolerate as believers in this house? Not just in this house, in the body of Christ. How much further are we going to let our nation drop until God's people rise up from where they're seated in heavenly places and declare and decree that the just shall live by faith and we will be people who call on the name of the Lord our God. So I said, here we go. Are you ready? Woo. He said, woo. You you got a little something. I said, I tried to tell you. Let's get one more and call it good. He said, good? He said, that doesn't feel good. That hurts. I said, well, get your hands back up there. Woo. I said, one, one for over the top. So if you have one more refer, no, no, I'm good, Mr. Weber. I, I, I'm, uh, he's tightened up. I said, man. 
said, what you up on your tippy toe? He said, man, it's burning. Man, it's burning. Man, it's burning. As he walked out, the Spirit of the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, you can either burn with me in the potter's house or you can burn throughout eternity. I said, take me to the potter's house whenever you need to take me. Get me to the potter's house. Get me there on time. Clean everything up in my life. Trip me up so that I can soar like an eagle. So I can run and not be weary. So I can walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, how to dwell in heavenly places and make me a man of prayer so that we will see in this nation the recapturing of everything that was sown in this nation that we are people that call on the name of the Lord and we are a Christian nation. And we will sound the alarm from coast to coast until every eye and every ear has heard the good news that our God reigns and He can bring us out of what we've been in and He can change the course of our lives and we have a future and we have a hope and we will not be denied as we walk by faith and not by sight. Stand on your feet with me this morning. Give God praise. Oh, we give you praise in this place. Oh, we give you praise in this place. Oh, we give you praise in this place. Oh, Father, we give you praise in this place. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I have never tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord as I have this morning in the book of Hosea. Father, I thank you for a willing prophet who said yes when many of us would have said no. But Father, I thank you that he was an example of what Jesus said. Not my will, but yours be done. And Jesus, I just want to say thank you because you have seen all of my promiscuous ways. You have seen all, you've seen it all. But you still modeled it. And you still bled for every one of us. And we thank you that even though your carcass was left there to be brought down, We thank you that you gave up your spirit. Thank you. Father, I thank you that you knew the beginning from the end in the life of your son. And you see the beginning and the end in the body of Christ. And many of us that have been running rampant and going wherever we want to go, doing whatever we want to do, saying whatever we want to say, I thank you that that is going to stop in Jesus' name and that we're going to find where you have planted us. We're going to grow in that garden. And I give you praise this morning that this nation has been captured on this Sunday morning and that there's oil that is flowing from every area, from every dimension, from every section, from every sector, from every government facility, from every school. I release the oil of the Lord. I release the oil of the Lord all over this land. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the transformation that is taking place right now. We just hold our peace now, church. There's a transformation going on. Hold your peace. I see the angels of the Lord coming in this facility. Many have already been here to guard the word, but now God has just released angels to assist us. No, these are not your personal guardian angels. These are angelic warrior angels who are going to assist in the transformation of many of our promiscuous ways. Hold your peace. Transformation is taking place. 
Stand still for a moment and see the salvation of the Lord that he is doing inside of you right now. we say thank you. Please give tremendous respect to the angels of the Lord, to the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are in His kingdom. He has moved us from slave to son all the way into the realm of being soldiers in the army of the Lord. He's equipping you right now how to leave some places and if necessary actually walking down the highway of life all by yourself until someone comes to pick you up. Transformation's taking place. So pastor, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, no hands this morning. So pastor, what have you learned since you've lived here since 1988? Very promiscuous. People do exactly what they want to do when they want to do it, how they want to do it, and what you're going to say. I have nothing to say except to tell God's people He is taking us to the potter's house. And He's going to begin molding us like we've never been molded before. Well, I'm not going, Pastor. He's not forcing you. Don't categorize yourself as a foolish virgin. Categorize yourself as a wise virgin and put down all of the mingling and all of the associations and all of the dividedness that your heart goes through. Lay those things down and take his hand and begin walking with him, not down the Via Della Rosa, but rather to the potter's house. And I want you to meet him there this week. I want you to come in Wednesday night prepared in your spirit to hear a word from the Lord about the molding process of Jesus Christ. He's going to do in us what the Father did in Him as He sculptured the Messiah in human form. He, Jesus, will then, the carpenter, will begin sculpting in us Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. God's people said, look this way, please. This whole front would be full if we said, how many of you, like me, need to stop some promiscuous things? And again, please, this was not tailored about just that one area that so many people are given to. That's not what we're going to do because I think God has done some incredible transforming things in here this morning. Here's your assignment and you're going to show me that you accept it by the raising of your hand. God's been speaking to my heart since January the 1st, mentoring. I'm mentoring men in this ministry and I'm mentoring an individual, several outside at Lancaster and then one more in the community. There's no way that they're going to understand the importance of breaking away from a promiscuous lifestyle until we are willing to mentor others. But you can't take them any further than you've gone. So how many know that God's getting ready to stretch you? 
How many of you this morning, this is a different type of an altar call. We're going to do it from right here. How many of you, watch this, the Holy Spirit is already showing you individuals that you could mentor. And I would encourage you, don't go above four. In fact, if you've never done it before, I would go one for six months. One person in your life that you will absolutely pour everything that you have into them. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the true treasures. How many of you with a raised hand would say, oh, by the way, men, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll never mentor a woman. Never. No, no offense. I've got godly women who will mentor women. I will mentor young men or men. But I'll never mentor. No, 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 no. And don't do that. Because the enemy knows that this is real stuff here. Ladies mentoring ladies. Men mentoring men. How many with a raised hand before the Father would say, I'm in. I'll, I'll start mentoring. Look at this. I just, oh, I'll, I'll be glad to mentor. And here's what's beautiful. You get to decide with the help of the Holy Spirit who that person will be. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to take time and personal investment. You're going to have to give up some time. What, well, Pastor, like how long? I, I would go six months, an hour every other week. Go six months, an hour every other week. Working with one person. You will grow beyond your wildest imagination. Amen? Are we in? Last. How many of you will pray? This is a day of prayer and fasting in this house. How many of you will pray? Not for Lavelle. That was a little curt. How many of you? I wouldn't want to keep those socks, brother. You, you don't know where those socks have been. They, they, they were on my feet at one time. How many of us this morning, as we get ready to go out with a shout of victory, we'll pray for our country. Watch this for the whole year. For the whole year. We're going to lift up this country. And here's what the Lord told me I had to give up if I was going to be a prayer warrior for this country. I have to stop judging the country. You cannot pray effectively for the nation and judge the nation. And I said yes. I said I will not judge the nation. I will pray for our country. Will you do that? Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.